Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Kenya and we're continuing our summer rewind replay of episodes. And I'm excited to present another goodie from our past. This is episode 108. And this was an interview with producer Centric. And this was really cool because Centric is actually one of my producers. So One, I just want to thank him again for um, taking off his behind-the-scenes producer hat to actually get to be the star of our podcast episode. Um, But just a little bit about this episode and about Centric, whose real name is Christopher Manduhan. Um, He... This is a really fun dialogue, too. And I think as producers, those of you who are listening, trying to or attempting to be a part of the more production side, I think you're going to gain some really nice nuggets. Um... Centric shares a wonderful account of his dynamic career in music production and and working with artists in hip-hop, soul, R&B, jazz. Um, And in addition to producing music for me, (laughs) he's also worked with um, such artists as Cool G Rap, Jagged Edge, Carlita Duran, Raheem Devon, and and even more. In this episode, he shares an honest perspective on his process for creating music, as well as how he chooses artists to work with. So I think this is really important for those singers who want to learn how to pitch themselves or, or, you know, work with certain producers. Um, He also is able to share more about how he monetizes his music career, and he digs a bit more into music licensing and publishing, which I think is really important right now in our current time, because we've got to think beyond live events. So, um, yeah, he uh, owns a company called Free at Last Music, and he shares, you know, why it's important for musicians to not only focus on their creative work, but how to consider how to be creative with their music business so that, again, you can create these different streams of revenue. Um, I think you as a listener, Era, you're going to gain a lot of good insight on how to honor your passion as well as how to poise and pitch yourself to other musicians you want to collaborate with so that you can maximize you know, your success in the, in the industry. So sit back, grab a pen, put your headphones on, do what you need to do. And uh, enjoy this episode with Centric. Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back for another week. And now this is just our second week of the year. Uh, I know, it's a, it's a baby new year. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm still saying happy new year to people, though. People I that know, I right? haven't seen since 2019, I say happy new year. I mean, you yeah, got to, you know, just celebrate. You can, to, right? The whole month of January, yeah. right? Yeah, just yeah. like we have 12 days of Christmas, I guess we can have 12 days of happy new year. <laughs> Actually, it's 30. Yeah, 31. Yeah, because I do it the whole month. And then oh, February, you do? Okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. February, you're no longer in the new year. But anyway, we have, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited again about our, our interview today um, because we get to uh, talk to one of my producers. And, and it's always fun. We've brought in 
some of my other producers and that's always really fun. Um, but what's kind of cool is you get to kind of know these people, those who listen to my music, you'll be able to know the people behind the music. And then those who are interested in production will get to um, learn some tips and strategies and all of that good stuff. So it's going to be fun. But before, yep. before all of that, before all of that, I got have a the goodie. music tip. Yep. You got the music. We need to have a music that goes dun dun dun. You know, something know, that yeah. just like da 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 da. You know, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll see if I can find something. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll okay. As they say, we'll do it in post. <laughs> post production. Yes. Post production. <laughs> yeah. So, right. uh, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, if, you know, if, if you're doing production, if you haven't heard it already, most producers already heard it. Um, if there's a website called Splice. And uh, it's a place where you can get samples, loops, effects, presets, a whole bunch of stuff um, for your production work. And this is a little bit different. It's not like you're buying a pack. You're actually subscribing. So it's uh, $7.99 a month and Mm. you have uh, access to the whole thing. So um, that's, you know, I've heard a lot of producers using it. Um, I've seen a lot Mm -hmm. of people on the web using it. So um, I haven't jumped in yet, um, but <laughs> cause, just because I have so much stuff already. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a good resource. That a lot of people are using, especially for people that use samples a lot. Um, it's a, yeah. a very, um, how would I say it? It's a more, it's a better way to get your samples because you don't have to deal with the licensing issues. So, ah, well, you know, that's interesting you say this. You know, I've heard of Splice and I'm not a producer, so I don't really deal and dabble in that. But I was thinking, you know, I'm always trying to think of the next big entrepreneurial <laughs> thing. Right, right. Um, but people like you and people even like our guests who have so, who, so much stuff, um, y'all need to create your own little subscription base where people can be, you know, they pay a little fee to you and, you know, those yeah. extra beats, those extra samples, not samples, but those extra things you know i don't know i'm just making something up but it is a it it, you know that's a great idea that they've come up with that splice and i think you're going to see more and more of that and obviously you have a lot of producers who have beats and you know things like that that they're trying to get artists to use and i've seen producers uh, actually do something similar like they have their own um, page where they're doing their own stuff but a lot of other producers they don't feel like dealing with the uh the the what do you got the stuff you got to build to make it, to present it to the public and deliver it so they'll just yeah. make their samples and then just license it to larger companies and that's sort of what spice right. is doing so right you know, right it's, it's a nice 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 thing. so you could be getting your stuff through splice i got you okay. yeah exactly today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Banzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. 
This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Very nice. Good, good, good. And very relevant to today's exactly. podcast. Exactly. Ah, so, well, I, I always try to give um, a little bit of background for our guests because, again, what's really cool is I would say the majority of our guests we know in some form or fashion. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we bring them on so that more people get to know them. Right. And so, um, this guest, I actually, I guess we've known each other for about maybe, I don't know, a a little less than six months or so we just newly started working with each other and i always try to tell a little bit of backstory because i want especially singers and artists um who need to work with producers or who maybe are hesitant how do you create these relationships with producers and i'm often asked you know oh how did you connect with that producer or what and it for me, it's always been very organic. It's never been that I like got online and Googled, you know, sole producer, you know, like I've never had that really happen. And so that makes kind of it even more special is that when you're able to kind of connect with musicians in organic ways, you know, I think, and we've talked about this on the podcast, that's, that's when kind of the magic happens. So I'm going to let this person kind of tell their story, but it was funny. I, I, you know, I've been doing my stuff or whatever as a singer. Those of you who are just newly listening to the podcast, I'm also a singer and a songwriter and I do soul and jazz music. And um, late this summer, I guess it was in August, I got an email and those of us who are singers who have started to kind of really get our stuff out there and more and more people here, you, you often receive requests from producers you know, hey, I got some beads. Hey, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to work with you. And a lot of, I would say, ninety five percent of the time, it's not legit. It's mm. not legit. It's it's not good. Um, <laughs> the music can be quite whack. In fact, I hate to say that. I'm sorry, but it happens. And so when I get emails and requests, you know, from people who say they're producers, I I really you know, that has to be really vetted because, it, you know, it happens often and a lot of times it's not really worth investigating. But this particular person had reached out to me and I was really impressed, not only by the music that he sent for me to listen to, um, to possibly work with him on, but also just um, his professionalism and how he approached me, which is another part of what I want to make sure we talk about mm. in today's podcast. If you are a producer and you're trying to get you know, relationships with artists, how important it is to develop um, your professional skills and your ability of how do you pitch yourself, you know, as a producer. So I was impressed with how he pitched himself. And and then the music was really, the demo was really, really strong. So that's kind of how we met. And now we're like 
Oh, creating some pretty <laughs> amazing music. I'm really, really excited. So I was really excited to, that he was able to create some time to come on. So I'm going to let him tell his story. So welcome to our podcast. His, his producer name is Centric. Hi. Should we call you Chris today or Centric? We should have asked you that. We should have yeah, asked. Yeah. Y'all can call me Chris. <laughs> Just call me Chris. Okay. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. Chris. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, we're good. We're, we're good. good. We're and good. so I, I make a lot of fun of Chris. Like, you know, we, we joke around a lot. But today is serious, Chris. Today we're, you oh, know, no. we're... <laughs> I mean, why 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 it got to be serious? I like to joke around, too. <laughs> Yeah, he does like to joke around. So that's why I would never mind. Don't but just don't don't make me get embarrassed and I won't embarrass you. So then we'll make it even. But it's all um good. Yeah, if you could maybe start off by just letting our um listeners know, you know, obviously I've said that you're a music producer maybe, but explain a little bit to them what type of music producer, what types of genres and then give us um a little bit of a story of how you got into being a producer. Ooh, um, well, ooh, um, ooh okay. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, like they said, um, you know, I go by the name Centric, I'm a record producer from California, um, the Bay Area, Oakland, stand up. Um, <laughs> I want to say my, uh, <laughs> oh, come on, you know, I got to give the, the Bay a shout out now. Come you got to give the Bay a shout yeah, out. You I, I, I got to, yeah. I got to, I got to, it's, it's, you know, by default, but, um, uh, but yeah, I've been producing, um, hmm, I want to say professionally for about, about 10 years now. Um, mm. I want to say my natural niche is is hip-hop that's actually what i started out uh producing and and currently i'm i still produce a lot of hip-hop too but i'm also i'm starting to venture out in other genres like soul r&b and jazz um mm -hmm. let's see i mean i'm 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 always been in into music man i mean i took piano lessons when i was 13 i've been playing on and off since then um man my parents used to play everything both of my parents were really eclectic so i mean they used yeah. to play everything from nina simone to marvin gay to kenny g all the way to like mm. heavy d big daddy kane you know what i mean like the yep. spectrum was was pretty pretty wide so um mm -hmm. in my little ears was just soaking up everything um <laughs> but yeah, um, in high school, I really got into hip hop in high school. Like I was a huge Tribe Called Quest fan, huge Pete Rock fan. Um, mm. But with me, yep. the thing that's really sparked my interest was the instrumentation, was the production. You know, while everybody was reciting the lyrics, you know, to all the songs, <laughs> I was sitting back like, oh, like that beat is dope. Like, I wonder how they made that. Like, that's just right, where right. my interest mm. went. And mm -hmm. um you know, I was also known as a beatboxer in high school, but we won't go down that road. <laughs> I was going to say, uh -oh. you're not going to give us a sample? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my beatboxing skills some are a little at rusty. This little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> little rusty. Little rusty these days. But, um... <laughs> 
Darn, yeah, I wish and, I would have known. I would have told you to practice. I would have said, go make sure oh, you see, practice see, before I interview. See, see, that's why I didn't bring it up because I knew you were going to be like, I oh, know. you got to do a beatbox sample for the, no, no. Well, <laughs> well, we're we going to have to do a freestyle session then because, uh, you know. Oh, oh no. wait a minute. Will, skill. Will is about to like break. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how I grew up. Uh, me, and, me and my buddy, we would beat, beatbox. I would beatbox. He would rhyme. He'd beatbox. I would rhyme. And that's how we grew oh. up. Yeah, Why that's is how that we did every it. Like, black, it is every black boy's dream to be a rapper. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> like, my boys, they they sit up here trying to constantly rap. Like, and I'm like, what? What? Anyway, yeah, go ahead. It's a way to communicate. I, I, anyway. I, I tried rapping for a week, and I was like, okay, this is not my thing. <laughs> I love the genre, but yeah, I can never be an MC. I just no, 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 that's no, no, funny. no, 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 no. But but I mean, you know, not that I've never done it. It's just I know what I'm strong at, you know what I mean. So yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. and I mean the rest is is kind of history. I started out producing, you know, hip hop. I started out with you know the classic MPC, a lot of um, you know, computer based programs, and I really got heavy into sampling. This is all from like high school to like mid twenties. Like I was, mm. you know, looking up to guys like you know Jay Dilla and you know. TJ Premier and people like that. Um, it mm. wasn't until um, my late 20s is when I really started to bring instrumentation into uh, combining with the digital side of, of production. Um, mm. I play a little bit of drums, a little bit of uh, electric guitar. And like I said, I do play the keys. So it wasn't until my late 20s when I started, you know what, let me kind of veer away from just strictly using you know chopped up samples and let me see what else i can do and so i started kind of fusing everything and then for me doing that sparked my interest in producing other genres like you know i could do more than just kind of the whole you mm. know true school hip-hop thing let's 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 see what what i can do on the r&b side on the soul side and and really mm. um since then i've just been kind of building my skills in that area up until now and now i'm at a point where you know producing soul music and you know r&b and jazz is actually a huge interest of mine it's something that i'm i'm diving you know diving full full head into um mm. so and that's kind of you know where i'm currently at um but i, I still produce hip-hop in fact i'm part of a hip-hop duo called grand opus um mm. kind of a producer mc kind of a thing um and you know, kind of like a reflection eternal, kind of like what Quali did with high tech. Um, right, right. I'm linked up with a uh, a really dope MC out of Fresno named Jock Scholar, who's just amazing. Um, and we have dropped two albums so far. Our last album was called High Power, that was released last year. Um, yeah, I'm working on a new project called Love Received. It's going to be strictly soul and jazz. Um, little touch of hip hop because I mean if there was no hip hop in it it just wouldn't be all the way me <laughs> but right, right. Um, right. Kenya knows right. all about that me and her is definitely working on some stuff but you know yeah, and yeah. that's where I met with it just working hard and you know trying to pump out some great music so I'm I'm gonna jump in and ask because I'm a producer as well so I want to see I, and I like to talk to producers about how, how they work and what's their process and I wanted to, to see from you know, distant to you and so you know, some of your background and what your 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 angle is. What uh, what what's your creative process? Um, how do you 
uh, like you just walk into the room, studio room or wherever it is. I mean, some people just write write stuff on their couch. Some people write stuff in their bed. Uh, right, but right. You, you know, like what what's your process? You say you sit down with the intention to create something, and and what's that process like? Um. It, it, it kind of depends. It depends on who I'm working with and the the relationship that we have, and also the genre too. Because um, with hip hop, I mean, hip hop's a little different. Um, like I'll take Grand Opus for uh, for an example. We don't really um, we don't really talk about concepts production wise ahead of time. Like I could literally just go in the lab kind of get in my own little creative space and pump out like just 10 beats and I could just email him those 10 beats and then mm. based off what he hears the pen just starts flowing and he just starts writing mm. and, and you know I've never had a situation where he's written to one of my beats and sent it back and I was just like what are you doing doesn't make sense it always <laughs> makes sense it's it's, it's right. always made sense um so that's why I mean with hip-hop it's a little a slight it's a different thing I want to say a little easier um now, you know, mm -hmm. with these current records I'm producing in the soul, you know, jazz space, that's a little different. Um, it's, a, it's more in-depth. My approach is more in-depth, um, you know, just with the writing process, the concepts, you know, there's a lot of conversations about where the song is going to go before anything really gets created. Um, it's just different. But, you know, I embrace everything. Um, yeah, I embrace it all. Everyone works differently. Um, if I had it my way, my preference, especially now that I'm a little older, um, I like to really have things thought out. I like to pick people's brains creatively. You know, what's right. the song? What direction do we want to go in? You know what I mean? Who are we trying to reach? You know, what's the feeling that we want to have? You know, how creative and out the box do we want to get with this? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I like to have those conversations because I just think the, the more that there's an understanding then you know the better working relationship you have and you know some a lot of times the better music you know comes that's, from that better yep, music comes from it. that exactly so um so yeah it just kind of depends on you know who who i'm working with and and what's going on yeah yeah i'm glad you asked that question because i i do think from um obviously we want future producers who are listening or current producers you know to understand there's so many ways to skin that cat and I've heard from, you know, different producers, particularly one of my, the, we've had the other producer I have, Stu Stapleton, we had him on before and he was telling me how when he's working with hip hop, because he does, he'll do some hip hop here and there and, you know, depending on, you know, what he's doing, he's like, you know, my process has to be very different. He's like, oh boy, I got Kenya, so I got to shift, <laughs> I got to shift my gear because <laughs> we're going, you know, in another direction. But, but I will say, you know, I'm very like I want producers to like show up and be themselves and, you know, be as creative as they kind of can be. And then I can kind of feed off of that, which is always really kind of fun. But I, I was going to ask you now that you're kind well, one, what made you well, you kind of described a little bit of why you were trying to venture a little bit more in the soul and jazz um, space. Right. Um, but as you're you're in the, I know cuz I know you you're in the height of the middle of doing this this record yes. um what <laughs> and because this is different how have you gone about like 
figuring out what types of singers or artists that you want on here? Because there's a lot of artists who are going to be hearing this and are going to be like, oh, I wonder how I can get connected and can I just call him up and now I can be a part of, you know, his new project or like, what is that? Right. How, how do you navigate that? Um, well, initially when I told myself, okay, this is something that this is, well, I've, first of all, let me just go back and say that this is the project that I'm working on now is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. It's always been in the back of my head, you know, even while I was knee deep in all this hip hop, you know, producing hip hop, I was always thinking to myself, man, it would be really dope one day to just really venture away from hip hop and like come out with a compilation that's like strictly soul and jazz and just really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like test, mm -hmm. really test myself and, and see what I can do. And, you know, the minute I decided that I was going to do it, um, I had a few people in mind that I knew for sure I wanted to uh, work with and that I wanted to be involved with the project. Um, but of course, the few people I had in mind, you know, obviously it wasn't enough artists to really fill up a compilation, even if it is only mm -hmm. eight to 10 songs. Um, so I kind of went on the hunt, you know, uh, I mm -hmm. went on the search. I started, I got online and I started listening and looking around and, you know, and a couple of people sparked my interest and those people I reached out to and, you know, and, and that's and the rest is kind of history. Kenya, you being one of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and i mentioned this in my intro that you really and i want people to kind of understand the how you pitched yourself and those kind of two sides to this if you are a producer or if you're an artist and you're wanting to work with another artist you know if you're a singer you want to work with a producer or whatever there's a way that you've got to be able to pitch yourself you know you can't just Absolutely. like i said just be <laughs> so i was very impressed by that which because it's, it's rare, to be honest. Right. I, I just think that it's rare in, in this day and age where people, you can just hang a shingle on right. your Instagram right, account. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think that's just what you yeah. do. I mean, let's just push music aside. Let's just, act, let's just not yeah. even talk about music. That's just what you do. I mean, if you want to work with someone in any fashion, any capacity that you don't know, mm -hmm. you know, there's just a way that you present yourself. You know what I mean? At least that's what I was taught growing up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't just show up on someone's doorstep and say, you know, hey, I think you're cool. Let's work. You know, they're going to look at you like, huh? Excuse me? Yeah. Who are you? And you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And But you know, a lot of people do that. A lot of people, people do it. people are doing that. Yeah. 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 Even as producers, yeah. we get it too. You know, artists will email us, mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know, yep. hey, your beats are dope. You know, let's work. And my yeah. initial thought is like, and and who are you? Like, you know, not to right. be rude, but it's kind of like, bro, you, I don't know you. Like, there's just a way that you approach people, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So let me, let right. me give folks, because uh, I've, I've had that too. <laughs> and uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's okay. I understand where it comes, comes from. And it's just people just don't know. And uh, just to give folks a head up, if you're trying to reach out to a producer or an artist or whoever, uh, research them um, and ask mm -hmm. uh, just like we were over at the conference. I asked a pointed question towards the um, the person on the stage and that just started a whole different vibe in the conversation. And now he knows me and we're all connected. So it's mm -hmm. you ask a pointed question, study their music, ask something about the production, you know, get detailed and that will actually start a conversation. So little right. tip. Right, right. Agreed. Which totally is, agreed. 
which is so I know from as a singer's perspective, when now I got to go in and start writing and, and working on things with this producer, you want to make sure the producer is not just out for their own. You know what I mean? Right. That they're actually, you know, to me, one of the biggest signs of a really strong producer is being able to have their signature, their style be a part of it. But the artist, the singer is still really the f- forefront. You know what I mean? And they're just being right enhanced, you know? And I, I, I do think that has definitely happened, you know, in the music that we're kind of working on right now. So that's, that's really cool. Very, very cool. I got a question. Right. Since this Shoot. is making money in the music business podcast. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> how, how do you, in your, your music production uh, business, um, how do you structure your, your revenue? How do you, how do you, number one, how do you make money doing what you do? Um, okay. and then, and then how do you, I guess, optimize it, um, and try to grow it? Cause uh, from a business perspective, you, you have to sort of grow what you're doing and you got to sort of plan what you're doing so you can continue to, to expand on, on what you're doing so you can do more of it. So, um, how does that work for you? Um, I would say, well, I have, there's a lot of different lanes to where you want to, you want to be involved in a lot of different things. Um, like with me, I mean, there's, you know, there's a little bit of money that I make from, you know, royalties when it comes to just, you know, projects that people have put out, songs that I've produced for people. But, um, you know, I'm also involved with, you know, two to three different licensing companies. And mm-hmm. really, to be honest, licensing and publishing um, has been my biggest bread maker, you know, for the longest, even more than, you know, I could even, you know, produce a song for, you know, a major label artist. And even then, the money from licensing, you know, collectively has has done has made me more. Um, yep. It's just kind of keeping your hand in a lot of different things. I'm actually with uh, a licensing company out of Portland. Well, I'm with two or three, but one of them is called Marmoset Music out of Portland. I've been with mm-hmm. them for like five years. Um, it's a boutique licensing company. Um, collectively, we have you know received numerous placements and licensing deals, and you know they have done wonders with my music. Awesome. Um, and then there's another licensing company called Cost Music that I'm working with now, and um, so yeah, and and that kind of you know they pay out quarterly. And, you know, everything just kind of, you know, stays flowing. And then what I've, I used to, well, let me explain what Free At Last Music is. Free At Last Music, um, which anyone who has heard of me has heard me either say the name Free At Last Music or has seen that name around me in some fashion. Um, Free At Last Music um, started out, it was the name of my publishing company. Um, When things started getting serious for me and I started working with more established artists, I it's like, shoot, well, I got to get my business side straight. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I should probably have some yep. type of publishing. I should probably get that in order. So Fear Last Music yeah. became the name of my publishing um, company. And then from there, it kind of stemmed into a music group um, where I was kind of overseeing. Um, now, this is back in the day. This isn't what's happening currently. But back in the day, I was kind of overseeing a couple of artists, kind of playing the manager role. Um 
and it was like free at last music group it was you know a group of musicians producers we were all moving and making moves as a unit um i also kind of turned free at last music into a um indie label so it was kind of mm-hmm. operating in that space for a while um but like i said this was years ago so what free at last music is right now is strictly music licensing and publishing that's all it is right um um, so, you know, free, you know, got my business account in order and, you know, any money that I make from licensing royalties that come in, it's all linked to that account. Um, but yeah, I think as far as, you know, having your music business continue to expand and, and be fruitful for you, I'd say to have your hands in a lot of different pots. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, well, well, for me to be successful, I got to produce all these hit records. Ah, I mean, that's one yeah. way, but there's a lot of different ways, <laughs> you know what I mean? To 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 make some coin off of music. I mean, music is uh-huh. everywhere. It's not even it's not even just on the radio. You walk into Walmart, there's music playing. You walk into yep. Marshall's, there's music playing commercials. There's music playing. There's music everywhere. Someone's composing mm-hmm. all this music. And they're right. not doing it for free. You know what I mean? Nope. It's just, right. you got to think, you right. really got to think that way. So, you know, with the royalties coming in and, you know, the licensing companies that, that I'm connected with um, definitely keeps a, a steady income musically as far, you know, coming in right. for me. Now, the interesting thing, at least this is just for me, but, you know, um, it does fluctuate. Um Mm-hmm. It does fluctuate unless you can get to a point where you have your hands in so many things that it's that you're able to, you know, kind of maintain. I think that's really the goal. I mean, anyone who's just living off their passion, then to me, mm-hmm. you've made it in a sense. Yeah. You know, it's not really about yeah. being rich or, or any of that. If you're making a living and you're able to provide for yourself solely based off what you love to do salute right absolutely mm-hmm. salute like i you've done it <laughs> you have done it in my eyes yeah. you've done it you know what yeah. i mean because i yeah. mean a lot of it because i mean you're taking care of yourself and it doesn't even feel like work really i mean it's work but i mean right. it doesn't always feel like work because you love it so much right. so right. um with me i'm almost at that point i'm not at that point yet i still got a lot to do um yeah. Fortunately, I've been in connection with some really great people recently that could help me to um, maybe push my music forward and come up with some new business ideas to push me to that space. Kenya being one of them. I mean, she just mm-hmm. the way her mind works is just incredible. So me and her um, are going to definitely be in talks about, you know, oh, you know, just different things you know business you know being creative in a business sense and helping both of us get to that space to where you know we're this is all we do i think that's the goal yeah but yeah Yeah. that's what i would say keep your hands in a lot of pots and keep an open mind be careful because there's a lot of shady people out there yeah there's a lot of shady people out there there's a lot of people who who are solely interested in banking off your talent they don't other than that yes. they they could care less about you and you have to be mindful of those people um but yeah so i'm working on it awesome. <laughs> i'm working on it awesome. like we all are i'm working no, on it no i 
I think that was no. Thank you for you know explaining all that, and that's reconfirming so much of what we talk about on this podcast. That you know, if you're thinking that you're going to come in and just be a star off of your one hit or one thing, you know, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> like this. <laughs> not and and you know, I tell I I do coaching with singers mostly, and I have so many singers who are like, you know, I just want to be able to sing, and I'm like, uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so does Rihanna as she has her makeup Fenty brand. You know, I'm saying, you know, that you've got to have these, even your mega stars, you know, have these multiple streams and these multiple right. places that they have to, to, to do creatively. And honestly, if you're a real artist, your creative nature probably is going to pull you already in all these different spaces. It's yeah. just a matter of kind of getting yourself organized so that you can, right. you know, implement it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, and that music licensing, we've been really starting to talk more about that. Will, huh? It's like come uh, up in yeah. like every, <laughs> I was holding myself back to say, see, Kenya, that's what I'm I talking know. about. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's at. And what you said. The licensing yeah. is where it's at. Is yeah. What you said, Chris, we, when we were at the conference, I don't, I don't remember who said that, but they were saying, you know, music is everywhere. Like, you don't even think about it, but everywhere you walk, you know, if you're in the elevator, if you're in a hotel, right. if you, <laughs> even if you, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And like you just said, there's somebody that wrote right. that. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, there's a lot I'm, of space. I'm just a business mind. That's just how I operate. And when I, I understand, you know, the numbers, and when I saw, you know, my uh, licensing um, money coming in versus my CD sales and, <laughs> and and even performance money, when I when I when I saw that sort of overtaking all that other money, I was like, OK, uh, hello, right. this is where you need to focus. So, I mean, just any business, <laughs> right, w- wherever the money's coming from, that's where you go. I mean. You know, if, you, if right. you're trying to get water and there's a spring flowing water in one spot and it's not and it's trickling in another spot, you go where it's flowing. So that's it. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and yep. yeah, no. And I think, you know, as a singer, it can get a little frustrating because we don't do beats. You know, we don't come up with, you know, we don't have that. And it's like being this is where that whole collaboration piece is really, really important. And, you know, when I met Chris, when once he kind of revealed to me that he's basically like Prince and he has a different he's like got 20 songs a day. I mean, he's right, like right. he's got a lot of music <laughs> like he's not really talking about that. But <laughs> he had told me like, yeah, you know, I, he had sent me this one track. I'm like, no, I really like this. And I said, you know, I'm working on an EP and, you know, maybe if you have another song or two. And I'm thinking in my head because he was like, yeah, 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 I'll send you some stuff. And usually when people say that, you know, maybe they'll send like two or three tracks. (laughs) (laughs) He said like 15 or 20 songs. I'm like, oh, my God. One of them good old zip files. (laughs) (laughs) So when I sat down and I listened and and honestly, like, I I mean, everything, everything, I, I could hear something in everything. And so, you know, that's what made me decide to ask him about even the licensing because I was like, okay, if somebody's doing this level, has these level of, you know, has this quantity of tracks, they most likely are dibbling in some other stuff because right. that's a lot of, that's right. a lot of content. You're right. And I think as singers, you know, if you know this is, this licensing is a space you want to get into, but you don't produce beats or you're not a, you know, 
that's something also to think about how important it is to build these relationships and start collaborating, you know, with other musicians and, you know, right. producers who have that content so that you can just put your, your vocals or right, your songwriting, right, right, you know, right, to it. Right, right. So, yeah. Oh, the more material, the better. Absolutely. And that's why I never yeah. stop working. That's why I'm, I, I work, you know, I, that's why I pump out the music the way I do, because there's always going to be a use for it. I mean, whether or not yeah. I'm coming out with a compilation album or I'm shooting music to this artist for their album or I'm using, you know, this music for this licensing company or that licensing company or I'm using music to, you know, work with artists to submit music for licensing. OK, they don't really want to do the vocal thing cool well i'll shoot them the instrumental i mean it, there's always there's just so many different avenues to where your music can be used it's just it's how could you lose pumping out so much material there's always going to be a place for it i mean yeah. I, there's yeah. there's instrumentals that i've made for albums for grand opus albums that weren't used that i sent to mm. licensing and got licensing deals off of them mm. you know what i mean it's just mm -hmm. having you can never have more than enough and plus, I just love yeah. creating, so that makes it easy too. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh awesome. we're getting low on our time. I have one question that I want to be able to do, and then we'll we'll wrap up and let you kind of share your social media and all that, and follow him and those shameless plugs. But before we do that, <laughs> um, <laughs> today's music industry. Mm, I want to say that I feel like mainstream music and commercial music is is <laughs> becoming a producer's world almost more than the artist's world. And I'm biased. I'm very biased. But I want to hear kind of your thoughts about today's music industry. And um, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. then I mean, we'll try. We don't want to make this long. We're just like a minute or so. No, 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 but, no. It's um, yeah. I'm like I'm kind of fifty fifty, especially as a producer. Industry, especially as a producer. You. Yeah, as mm -hmm. a producer, as a listener, um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm really fifty fifty. I think, you know, you know, we just we just live in different times. We live in a technology age. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm a little older. I'm old enough to remember the days without YouTube, right. without iTunes. Yeah. You know, yeah. where there yeah. there were CDs even further back when there was vinyl. Like, I, I remember those days and it was just a different right. time. Um, I think this day and age, because of the technology, because of streaming, um, I think there's, I think it's good, but I think it has its setbacks as well. I think it's good because, you know, Artists and musicians have embraced, I think, being more independent since the birth of streaming. I mean, now mm -hmm. now that we got platforms like Spotify and YouTube, you know, artists are able to share their music with the masses literally at the drop of a dime anytime they want. Um, mm -hmm. And even on the creative side, you know, technology has reached a point where you could almost pull off anything digitally. Um, of course, in my opinion, nothing beats the sound of true instrumentation, but that's you know that's just me but you know the times have made the industry almost a, a a really fair even playing field for everyone and you know the good thing about that is that you know you're able to hear a lot of great artists and research a lot of great artists that normally at least with the climate that it was back in the day you wouldn't have been able to hurt 
You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's able to just kind of throw their music out there and just make it available. You know, that wasn't always mm-hmm. the case. Um, the, the part about it that I don't really like so much is that it's for that same reason. You know, we live in an age where anyone could drop an album anytime, you know, whatever. The, the thing about that is yeah. that music become as a result music becomes very saturated and Mm. when that happens you know it you know with all the great artists that you hear that you normally wouldn't hear you also get your batch of a lot of people just thinking they could just throw out anything and you're having to kind of Mm -hmm. filter through a lot of bs at the same time Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so you know it's 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 good things and there's bad things but um you know, it's 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 an interesting time, you know, with, and people are able to just kind of pull off things themselves. Resources are everywhere nowadays. Yep. You know, yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's a different time. But, you know, as long as you make what's in your heart to make and, and, and you're focused and, you know, I think, you know, you can still do what you want to do, you know, especially yeah. on the business. Yeah. You know, it's so easy now to really to really navigate in a, in a music business world because of all the resources, because of, you know, there's just, I know producers who just sell beats online and they make mm-hmm. a lot of money doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't always mm-hmm. the case. You weren't always able to do that, you know? So, right. you know, right. those opportunities and, and things like that, I think is a good thing, but you know, too right. much of a good thing is like a, but you know, everything has its up. Everything has its upsides, and then it's you know its downsides. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I I agree. I think I used to be a little bit more Debbie Downer, but I'm less now. I'm less Debbie Downer because there is, <laughs> there are some amazing musicians and producers out here. I just wish that more of mainstream media could portray it you know so that people could really have a fair kind of idea of what's actually out here and there's a lot of false positive out here and it's it's, but i was speaking on a like more of an independent artist side when it comes to the mainstream i i really hate to say it i mean it and this is just my opinion you know there's there's more negative aspects to it than positive in this day and age because mm. music in general and i'm not just i mean some genres more than others but i'm just speaking of all genres at this point it's become more mm. of a um popularity contest if anything exactly um, right it's become more about you know imagery it's become more about right. um sex appeal and things like that especially with the more popular genres and not right. that you don't need those elements, but when you when you when you make it to to where those are the only important elements, then you lose the music part of it. You you lose the integrity of the music. You lose the quality. You lose the focus on just simply making great music, which should be number one right. in my. That mm-hmm. should be the most important thing. Um, right. Right. So you right. know, with mainstream music. Hey, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a lot of mainstream artists that I, that I absolutely love. You know, some mm-hmm. there's a lot of dope people out there, and in, in all genres. But I mean, it's it's clear to see that it the industry has changed into more of a, you know, more of a social kind of just kind of a shallow type business. Um, but you know, you work through it. You do what you can, whether you're mainstream or you're independent, whether you're assigned to a major or you're making 
music out of your garage. You do what you can. You do what's in your heart and just make sure your business is straight and let the chips fall where they fall. Right. There you go. Correct. I agree. There you go. He he, he brought, brought the wisdom. (laughs) rock the wisdom just do no seriously like do do you do you and and make your business right that's why we're doing the podcast we're trying to kind of show people who are passionate about the art but who also appreciate the business and um you know well i know people are gonna want to know so let me know how do i how do i find centric so (laughs) in the cut in the cut cut. (laughs) Oh, in the bay. That's a stand-up. That's where you go find it. <laughs> no, if we're if we're not in the bay and we can only find you online, how can can you share your social media handles and website, that good stuff? Okay, yeah. Um Um if you want to get at me, I gotta be honest, I'm not a big social media guy, but you could definitely find me on on social media. I'm there somewhere. Um, the website is imcentric.com. Go on there, check it out. Um, join the fan club. I'm sending out updates on the new album um, and all that good jazz. Um, Twitter, who is centric, IG and Facebook, I am centric. And that's what it awesome. is. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna reply to y'all. He's not gonna be sending. He's not gonna be DMing you. But you've got great. <laughs> Don't believe no, her. No, he's not. Don't believe he's her. Not, yes, I will. But he's got. <laughs> but he's got great uh, content online. Actually, you've got. You've got really, really. Your website is dope, and your. You know, he's got some good social media. Um, you know, you'll get an idea of what he's doing and what he's about and all that. So yes, definitely follow. Thank you. Um, yeah, and we've got new music coming out. In 2020, dang it, we're going to claim it. That's right. Even though there's always obstacles, right? That's yeah, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw it out there. Yes. No, the content, yes. the, the music is ready. It's just, you got to do the business. You got to make sure the business is right. So we're yeah. working on that. So that, be, red tape, that red that tape. That red tape. There's that red tape. Got to be smart about it. That red tape. Yep. But it's going to happen. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was, I knew it was going to be good. I knew. So thank you. Another goodie. Another goodie. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Kenya. Thank you, Will. You You guys are great. I love what you guys are doing, Uh, man. Appreciate that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we have fun. Will and I. Oh, yeah. We're we're hanging with Yeah. Yeah, We we just hang all the time. And it's it's just, this is just basically an extension of our conversations anyway. So, this is an extension of our phone calls. (laughs) Yep. It's all good. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right. All right. All right, listeners. Well, we will be back next week with more goodies. Yep. We'll see you all next week. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.